Sometimes we want to optimize or make code beautiful at the start, and that's often not how it works. More often, it's really about hacking. It's getting something to work, um, but get it to work, get it uh, actually out there, and then iterate over that. Hello, and welcome to the PyBytes podcast, where we talk about Python, career, and mindset. We're your hosts. I'm Julian Sequeira. And I'm Bob Beldervos. If you're looking to improve your Python, your career, and learn a mindset for success, this is the podcast for you. Let's get started. How's it going, man? You doing well? Yeah, exciting. Uh, it's Monday when we record this, and a uh, new week ahead, new opportunities, right? So uh, it's always refreshing. The last week didn't end. What are you talking about? <laughs> All right. So we're going to jump in straight into this episode. This is an episode about getting unstuck. And this is something, yeah, with code specifically, not in the mud. I think a lot of people tend to hit this problem, Bob, when they're working on projects and initiatives and, and just anything that's out of the ordinary where you have to learn. And one of the pain points when they're doing that is that they get stuck. They don't know something and they don't know how to proceed and they don't know how to solve the problem and something just messes with them and it just frustrates them. And it's, I think we've all been there. What about you? Yeah, definitely. Like getting better as a programmer means tackling more complex problems and you inherently are going to get stuck. It's going to get money. You will have to get your hands dirty and there's just not another way. And it can be frustrating, right? Mm, totally. So that is why, dear listener, my friend, we have decided to put together a quick list, just a couple of things each to uh, help you out. So I'm going to kick this off. You ready, Bob? Yeah. All right. So the first thing, and this is an oldie, but a goodie, uh, it's walk away from the problem for a while. And it's so stereotypical. I apologize. I know you all hate me for it, but it's so true. It happens all the time. The second you just separate yourself from the thing that's frustrating you, just get away, clear your head, disappear for a while, it'll come to you. And even if it doesn't, when you come back to your code, it'll come to you. And it's going to happen sooner or later. It just giving yourself that little bit of, of, of downtime from it is so important. It just gets you out of it. And when you come back, you're fresh. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, you go into some sort of tunnel vision, I guess, right? That very mm. you're just not seeing the solution. And exactly the, the best way you can do is then to just literally walk away, get get a glass of water, or park the problem for half a day, literally. Get away from it. Yeah. Get ten glasses of water. One glass is too quick. Uh, <laughs> all right, what's yours, Bob? Um, well, and that, that's a nice segue into the exercising, right? Coding sometimes is a, has a diminishing return. So after doing it for three hours, four hours, whatever, you um, you get some a bit in a you get a bit in a rut, and then it's great to um, alternate that with exercise. And when you go into the gym, I used to listen to Audible, but now I'm just listening to music and I focus on every next set, on every next rep. I'm doing weight training then, but you can also do that with cardio, whatever. And you come back and you're totally refreshed and all of a sudden you're twice as productive. So the exercising is, is super important. Do yeah. something physical. I think I think the key thing with the exercising is not just feeling good and the health benefit, of course, but 
when you're exercising, it's hard. You know, no matter what you're doing, no matter what level you're at, it's difficult. And you're forced to really focus on that next rep. You're forced to divert all your mental energy, your physical strength and energy into that next step, that next push-up, that next whatever it is. And you don't, you can't focus on your code when you're doing that. It's just, it's impossible. You can't think about it if you're really putting in the effort for the exercise. And I think that's what helps clear your mind. Yeah, totally. Yeah. All right. Next. So next one, next one on my list. I want, it's, it's going back to this walking away from the problem a little bit, but sometimes you have to struggle and get stuck so that you can have that moment when you walk away. It seems kind of obvious, but what I mean is if you haven't struggled, if you haven't gotten stuck, your brain is not sitting there churning away at the problem, trying to think up a solution. And even if you do walk away, you know, you still have that in the back of your head. You may not be focusing on it, but your subconscious is. And to then come back to it, you're familiar with it, but you have a fresh perspective. But I think the key thing I want to point out, and this may not be a tip, the thing I do want to point out is that the struggle is necessary. You know, getting stuck, if, if you didn't get stuck, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't be investing this brain power into it as you walk away and as you're thinking. So that's just my little two cents there. Yeah, there's value in the actual struggle. It's frustrating, but um, there's more growth happening than you might realize. You realize mm. that actually when you then get unstuck, like, wow, actually I, I've grown. So, yeah. Yeah, that's totally. A great point. And actually, shout out to uh, one of our community, Will, for his help on that one. He, we had a nice conversation about that, and that's what gave me inspiration for that. Yeah, he had that light bulb moment he uh, shared with us. Exactly. Thank you, Will. Right. Next then is um, being kind to yourself. If you're not getting there, like don't beat yourself up. It's um, it's very easy when it gets tough to also be challenged from a mindset perspective and um, start saying negative things to yourself, like why I'm not getting this. Am I actually a good programmer? Do I deserve this? And all that uh, negative self-talk. And uh, you have to be careful because that can actually be uh, counterproductive. So don't be hard on yourself. We've all been through that struggle and uh, it's it's normal, right? You have to accept that and uh, don't take that personally. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, the, it's so easy to get frustrated with yourself. And I think the key that you said there is it's counterproductive. You know, if you're busy, frustrated, angry, you're emotional, you're just upset about the situation because you've been sitting there staring at code that for two hours, it doesn't work. We've all been there, but when you're emotional, it's it's not helping you with anything. You know, so the tip in that is to just, again, well, walking away would help, but just take a step back and, and control your emotion and, and look at the situation, analyze it, and remind yourself that it's okay. This is part of the process. It's normal. We all go through it. And uh, <laughs> these are your coding chops coming in. This is uh, what it's all about. So, Yep. And also it's the glass half empty, half full, right? Also look at the, all the things you did accomplish and it's probably more than you want to real or you want to admit uh, at that moment, right? So, Yeah, that's a good one as well. And right. to help with that, here's the next one. So visualize the problem. So get away from the computer screen, you know, get away from the code. Uh, if you're at work, which at the moment not many of us are, but if you happen to have a whiteboard, if you have a piece of paper, anything, just scrap 
code it out on a piece of paper, you know, draw a, a diagram or something to show the flow of your program, to show the problem that you're working on, visualize it. So one of my favorite things to do before we all got stuck in lockdown was to get into a room with one of my teammates and we just grab a, a marker, not a permanent marker, of course, uh, and whiteboard it out. And we just write on the whiteboard, uh, you know, the whole program, what we wanted to achieve uh, where we were going with it, you know, we do a sort of flow chart of what we were, the inputs, the outputs, all that sort of stuff, you know, and it was amazing. It just, it, it gets everything out of your head onto paper, uh, onto the whiteboard. And it's a wonderful way of clearing your head so that, you know, it's all there. Okay. It's all on paper. It's all in front of you and you can relax. You can get that off your shoulders and then you can look at it and then you go, okay, there's the missing link. You know, that's where I'm missing. That's the problem right there. And it's a really great way of getting around the roadblocks. Yeah, because sometimes it's not a coding or syntax or micro problem per se. It might be uh, design. I was reading a book on TDD yesterday and I was saying like if if it's hard to test your code, it's a, it's actually often a design problem. So stepping away and looking at the holistic solution is actually very helpful. And yeah, you might actually need to change your overall approach. Yeah. And the other thing is perfectionism. Uh, like sometimes we want to optimize or make code beautiful at the start. And that's often not how it works. More often, it's really about hacking. It's getting something to work, um, but get it to work, get it uh, actually out there and then iterate over that. So accept that your solution won't be 100% efficient, but get it out there and then make it better. Yeah, that's it. I really love using that one myself because it's so easy to sit there and say, my, my project needs to be complete before I push it. But when you send an inefficient one out, it gives you this momentum. Yeah, it may be inefficient, fine, but you've got this momentum of, I've just pushed something. I've just made a pull request. I've got this going now. Now I can keep building on it. It's a great feeling and it really gets you, builds that momentum, as I've said, but gets you unstuck because you can get to the tricky part later. You've got a foundation to build on, which is important. And often you need that feedback uh, from actual users to, to see if what you're building is actually useful at all, right? So it's always better mm. to ship and then iterate. Yeah, exactly. Actually, that's a beautiful segue into your story, Bob. So we thought what we do, because we're getting to the end of the list, and there's obviously plenty more of these, but we just tackled our favorite ones. We thought we'd share a story where we each hit, you know, a roadblock, where we each got stuck and what our issue was, you know, potentially where we could have been better. So, Bob, do you want to kick yours off? Yeah, for sure. So when I joined software developer team uh, a few years ago in, in Oracle. And then I was a bit nervous, you know, was, um, I was coding for many years, but not really part of a, a professional uh, development team. And I was remote. So I was just banging, the solution was obviously complex, uh, cloud solution product. And I was banging my head against the wall and I was just keep getting stuck. And, and they had warned me that that would have been the case because it was all complex. But looking back, I was just getting stuck for hours and it was so easy to to engage the team, ask them for help. There were always signs that they were willing to help me and it would have been totally, you know, justifiable. Uh, yet sometimes, I don't know, 
maybe you're proud or you just think you can figure things out. You have that engineer inside of you, right? And um, ultimately, I, I did ask for help, um, but not soon enough. And I could have saved a lot of time. And I think it also just sets yourself apart if you're asked or if you're asking good questions there, there's really no no shame in that as long as you put the prep work in of course um but you know we assume that you do but yeah so the, the my advice and then what i learned from the story is uh, ask for help reach out sooner people are more than willing to help to share their expertise and um yeah it's a win-win because it's very as we know very uh, satisfactory to to teach as well and to to share what you've learned and help somebody so yeah. ask for help don't don't procrastinate yeah it's that's a beautiful bit of advice because there's such a stigma around asking for help a lot of people just are afraid of it they think it makes them look weak it makes them look silly uh like they don't know and then it makes them look bad and that's just not true people who ask help get results ask for help get results you know it's it's just how we work we're humans we <laughs> we collaborate and that's the beauty of it so we should embrace that totally but as yeah. as you mentioned bob i think, I think a lot of people are are afraid to look look stupid or dumb by asking mm -hmm. questions and there there are no bad questions yeah well you know like you were saying the catch is make sure you've done your homework first you know put in the effort obviously don't just i've got a problem i'm going to go straight and ask but try know what you've tried and then that's when you ask so there you go we can probably link a resource um in this episode, how to ask good technical questions. I remember seeing a blog post about that. I think that's pretty useful. Nice. We'll do that. All right. So I'll jump into my story. And my story was just recent. So it's not, not too long ago, not like yours, ages ago. I'm joking. So I, I came across someone who was trying to actually compare two lists. Well, not compare two lists. They had two lists. They so were talking Python code here. What was essentially two lists of people and they wanted to shuffle around matching these people every month. You know, so every month you'd get paired up with a different person. And I asked them, I said, you know, how are you actually doing this? Are you doing it in code? Is it just a spreadsheet? Are you manually doing it? And I'm instantly thinking about lists, right? Two lists in Python. I thought, this is, this is cool. I wonder how they're doing it. And turns out it was entirely manual through Excel. And I thought, oh, no, this you can do this with code. And the funny thing was I immediately in my head thought of iter tools in Python. And I thought, this is the solution. And I rat-holed myself into using iter tools without thinking anything else. And for half an hour to an hour, I was sitting there playing with iter tools combinations. And I just, while I Technically, it was doing what I wanted and giving me unique matching uh, or every possible combination unique, but it wasn't giving me, you know, I couldn't randomize it properly. I was just not getting the output I wanted and it just wasn't matching up. And I was so frustrated, I was stuck that in the end, I took my own advice here and I, I walked away. I walked away. I got up. I actually exercised. I, you know, made some lunch and then I came back to the problem. So it was probably an hour later, an hour or so later, came back and straight away, I just dropped iter tools and I went to just doing, I, I'm just going to say in air quotes, I'm just going to say simple coding. Okay. So I didn't use any imported libraries or except for import random. Uh, all I did was just take the two lists and manipulate them. And that was it. And it was just 
incredible. I, I got the solution. It gives me a random list every time I random comparison every time I run it. But the thing was, if I hadn't walked away, I would have been stuck in this editor cycle, pun intended. And it just would have been very frustrating. But <laughs> you can laugh, Bob. It's okay. But in, in the end, I ended up just walking away, finding a solution when I came back that was completely different to what I started out with. And that's just, to me, one of the important lessons of this one. I love that story. Editor tools for the sake of editor tools, right? <laughs> but it uh, exactly. didn't match your design, ultimately. Nope. And, uh, it, you know, the simplest solution is what got me the desired result. So, it nice. Goes back to the Zen of Python, right? Simple is better than complex. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Nice. Right. I'm going to print that out again. We hope you enjoyed this episode. To hear more from us, go to pyrite slash friends. That's pybit.es slash friends and receive a free gift just for being a friend of the show. And to join our thriving Slack community of Python programmers, go to pybytes slash community. That's pybit.es forward slash community. We hope to see you there and catch you in the next episode.